we're talking about white supremacy. Classic. Black girl from Eugene. <laughs> it's not funny, but we were just in the middle of the conversation, and I just just decided I'm going to put it on the podcast, and now it's kind of funny because I was just like, yeah, I'm about to get you in the middle of this conversation, and she's not even trying to be here for this. <laughs> so she might leave us in the middle, and I'll finish what I have to say. <laughs> but it's true. Okay, but I need to go back to this conversation. Nice. Don't worry about the podcast. Like, don't even think about it. Let's just because this is what this is what the podcast is. Is like real conversation, oh, yeah. black women talking, or just folks having real conversations. So this is for real for me, because I was married to a white man, yeah, which yeah. you know, and now what you and I are talking about like having relationships with white guys, and I'm like, I don't know if I can anymore because the white guy I was with was that dude. He was like, yeah, I'm down. True. You're right. Yeah. But when you talk, he says, I'm down. But when the shit got tough, he was like, isn't that your guys' problem? And then I'm like, whoa, are you racist? <laughs> and he's like, I'm not racist. And I'm like, yeah, what you're doing and when you're choosing, when you choose which side of the scenario that you can be on, because you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a scenario. Um, now, I'm not good at dates or any of that stuff, but the, the, uh, what happened with the, the KKK folks or the, the people with the... Um, Pitchforks Yeah, and they were all rioting. And they ran over the guy. They ran over the girl, yeah. yeah. Um, Cause I'm terrible with names and dates. Was that Charleston? Yes, thank you. That's exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. They this one the person was this one person was accounting about watching mm-hmm. a KKK person like literally spitting and beating up on someone of color, mm-hmm. and um, the cops came and dude just took off his shirt and started walking, and that easily just blended into everyday people like they didn't even they went right past him he just basically camouflaged himself back into like this is my world everything i do i'm fine yeah now now if you can choose when you can be down and when you're not down you're racist (laughs) so when you're talking about now what were you saying you were talking about giving what because i'm gonna make a sound look really bad you're (laughs) You're giving these fools a chance for what that you wouldn't date a guy, a white guy, who's not, like, down, down for the cause. What I'm saying is that, not saying that it's a privilege to have seen things or to, like, actually engage with people of color or, like, stuff like that, but there are people who don't have that but aren't, like, inherently racist or, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not that... And it's the whole thing that what they're doing, if it's racist, is still wrong and it still needs to be addressed, but if once you address them with whatever they're doing, you explain it to them. If they're like, oh, I've never seen it like that. I've never thought about it like that. Okay. Like, if they do that, that's okay with me. Because, you know, there's so many white people who just, like, aren't around people of color because they're, like, rich and white and all their white friends are around, whatever. So they have privilege. Yes, right. they have privilege, mm-hmm. yeah. And, the, and I'm saying, I'm not saying that it's like, oh, you give them the doubt because they're privileged that you should blah, blah, blah. But I'm saying that for me, and I'm young, so they're young, obviously, mm-hmm. too, that someone who is 22 years old, who has been out of their parents' house for, like, three years, they only have, like, the little three years of their own thought, you know? And as long as I'm going to, like, offer them the information, and they're going to see it and, like, actually, like, do something or, like, change how they think or, like, point out stuff. Because it's all a learning process, honestly. Like, see, there are brown people who don't even realize what they're saying, what they're doing, like, their prejudices and stuff. Well, okay, so so that's a that's a line that we would have to discuss because the difference between being biased and prejudiced and racist, yeah, yeah. all three different things, which uh-huh. I know you know. But <laughs> the this is what is interesting to me is that I'm 42 and you're 23, yeah. right? And so um, <clears throat> in my age, uh-huh. I have learned that if I have to know 
the difference between my my privilege or lack thereof mm-hmm. and yours, um, then you should know too. Yeah. But that's also a naive situation for me because I'm expecting but that you also, have a commu- a base of community with for, where you could see it. That's what I'm saying. What like, so for me, like if you're coming from a situation right, you're looking from underneath it, right? You see all the inner workings of it and everything that's going on, but like if you started up like being above that underlying line, like you're not going to be able to see the inner workings. You're not going to be able to actually be exposed until you like break into what's actually going on. What's actually under the surface of everything. Yeah. But that's also forgiving. That's for- not forgiving. It's though. forgiving the whole premise of structural racism. It's forgiving the whole idea. But the whole idea is for them to see the structural racism for them. To it's actually- for them to be taught. That it exists. But that's only if I'm interested in somebody who happens to be a white guy. That, like, doesn't... No, because that's... Every, think about how yeah. many people... I mean, you just went to school with a bunch of fucking rich white folks. Yeah. Right? And if if we... It's not like we're coming from two different worlds. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We know we're coming from two different perspectives. But... Uh, sometimes feels like worlds. It is, right? Right, exactly. But my, my point is, is that the history books that they have and the mm-hmm. history books that we have, how different are they? Right? Like, well, the, but like, quote unquote, the history books we have, I honestly don't remember the history books that I was taught because I was already taught by all the other people, well, I'm not black saying, people around me, the actual history. We were actually, our family was actually inundated with more knowledge yeah. than what's given to you in the history books. So I'm not just talking about actual and detailed. What yeah. I'm saying is that in 2019, uh huh. I don't care how rich you are, there's no reason for you not to understand how oppression works. No, yeah. See, I'm not saying I would date somebody who didn't get... That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying I'd date someone who didn't understand that oppression's a thing, racism's a thing, blah, blah, blah. But I'm just saying they wouldn't have to be already, like, woke. Like, you know, out uh, they there have in to, the streets. Uh, see, like, it may be because of the age difference. Yeah, because they're 40 and they don't... And they're, like, sitting back and they have power because of their age alone and they're not doing anything that's different. But, like... A dude who's 20 years old, like... But that's very interesting to me that you say that. Just because I feel like you... It's like this individualized... I'm trying to think. God, it's so hard for me to think back to, like, the idea that... Well, that space, I guess, in development where you are feeling like there's... Like, you don't actually... And I'm not, that's not true. I'm not going to say you don't. But... The premise of your history that brought you to where you are is actually not what you're standing on right now. And that's interesting because at 23, you wouldn't. So you have another person who is t- at 23, and I'm going, they were raised just like you were raised with a mentality. Mm-hmm. So your, so if his mentality was not to, to, and this is my opinion, like we're talking about who to date and who uh-huh, not to yeah, date. Yeah. If their mentality was not to, to think of people in any realm mm-hmm. um, and and understand inequality and want to and have to strive for that or at least be really but it, it, yeah. can, it can't I can I, like for me and my personal I'm too old okay so I am too old mm-hmm. to be teaching any motherfucker how to act and for me basic morality yeah, starts but, at home but again I'm not saying like they don't believe they like people who there are people who believe in equality, who believe racism's bad, who believe this, who believe that, but those aren't woke folks. No, like, they're I not. I don't consider them woke. No, they're not. So that's what I'm talking about. Somebody who believes it, but is like is missing the actual like pieces. So what about that friend? Yes, they're missing, but they're but 
but I think okay, so at what good. age? I feel like what. So you're giving a not okay. So you're not giving a pass. But like, but I'm like, by what time have, do you feel like they should be woke enough to understand? I mean, they should understand pretty quickly after you've given them a chance. So why? That's the part that kills me, Anna. It's like, <laughs> it's like, given a chance, they live in the world like we do. Why do we have to take time to give them a chance to look at anything that we have to live Listen, in every single day? A black guy will say some problematic, racist things just the same way a white guy would. Though. Based on ignorance, absolutely. Yeah. Both of them are based on ignorance. I yes. would treat the black dude just the same. Exactly. I'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? It's 2019. There is no excuse for that type of ignorance. Girl, it goes back to that morning show. I can't handle it. <laughs> but anyway. But anyway. Yeah, but, so, but I don't know. For, it seems... It seems like willfully neglectful, like if you are a person of color and you're like, oh no, like, I'm like colorblind is a thing, like you don't need to see people's color, like that feels like willfully neglectful versus someone who has never seen what the real societal difference is, like actually seen what it is to like be like, the reason colorblind is bad is because of this, you know? I, I just don't understand the, the bubble that you're describing as as acceptable like that's what i'm trying to say i don't but i see, don't understand that that bubble like, is not you're thinking like dating like i would date someone for years that had this same it's like i meet a guy who's kind of like whatever doesn't really know that much over time i would keep dating them if they didn't turn out to be problematic and have problems like if they were working on like educating themselves learning stuff you know stuff like that like that's what i'm saying like they don't have to be like woke because they might not have ever had that situation where someone is like hello look at the rest of the world like you can't see it until someone takes the blinders off kind of thing it's so beautiful (laughs) no that you have like to be 23 and still want to share and teach and guide want to share no but you leave that space that's actually, you have to understand what you're doing when you say that. You're leaving a space yeah. to show someone. But then does that mean that I should just shut off all white people who just happen not to have any experience or exposure to that because of no, I have, race? I have, well, well, that really depends. Because I, I can't... By their parents or by their person. I can't give you... Tw- I'm at, at, 40, at 42 uh-huh. versus 23, I can't give... I would never give you a permanent answer to that. Yeah, yeah. Because... In that process, you'll define, you'll find out for yourself what works best. For me, in my process, in my experience, mm-hmm. um, the family always comes out later. It doesn't matter how much they've seen. Yeah. The, who they are, who, how you were raised, uh-huh. what your foundation is, is when the shit gets to where it's at, that's where you go. Yeah. So if that, but, but that I, does but not, that is a blanket. A morality thing of like, yeah. are they? A good but the, but that's not a bad. That's not. You're saying they're not racist. They're just un unfamiliar. Okay. No, I'm saying they're racist, but they just don't know that they're being prejudiced and like doing things like that. Because if they haven't seen it, they're obviously racist. They're part of the whole system. So you're dating a a guy who's got diet racism going on in his life. They all do though. <laughs> well, see, <laughs> <laughs> see, okay, so that's so what do I just see a white dude and I'm like, does... can't date white guys? He's racist. Like, I can't do that. Well, no, 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 no. Because I don't, I don't intricately believe that all white men are racist either. But, but, the society, and this goes back to why I wanted to talk about white supremacy in the first place, goes back to forgiving their ignorance and, and kind of coddling their experience 
Um, and we all conform I mean, to it somehow. Yeah, and but that, that's, we're talking about, I feel like you can't, you can't connect those really because you're talking about like a romantic relationship that's really based in that kind of like coddle, that kind of space, that kind of like... Yeah, but this is the thing. I have been, from my experience, yes, yes. you have to remember, I was very much in love uh-huh. with a white dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whose parents were country as fuck, mm-hmm. right? And he was like, oh, I'm not country. You know, I'm this cool you know, African drummer and I know African shit and I, and I'm, and he's an excellent musician, mm-hmm. not going to take that away from him. But that's what drew me in. I was like, Oh, well, you know, African shit. Like, you know about the dances. I didn't know about it. He knows about the drum. He can tell me about it. He knows See, it so well. Wait, hold on. He knows it so well that Africans would choose him over other Africans to play yeah. the music because he knew it that well. So I'm thinking, homie, has got to be woke. Like who, who, who would be that into the music and that into the culture? If he's not woke, right? Now then, the more we're falling in love, we're having fun. I'm dancing, he's mm-hmm. drumming, we're doing our thing. But blue, everyone's like, "Oh my God, you guys are so amazing together!" La la la, right? Now remember, he's from the country, right? And I'm from our family, you know, educated black yeah, yeah. family, right? Now we get together based on all kinds of stuff, but when it comes down to like the differences in me being black mm-hmm. and him being white. When we go to the store and someone's treating me differently, yeah. he's going, I'm sorry, what's going on here? I don't mm-hmm. understand. I did, just did not compute, yeah. right? And I'm going, oh, that's racism. And so he's you've going, never seen this one? No. And he's yeah. going, I've never seen that ever before. Now, that happened in our relationship several times. Mm-hmm. We used to count the looks we would get if mm-hmm. we went to Market of Choice over there. Market, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, you know, yeah, I'm talking yeah. about it. Anyway, when it came down to it, we had this argument about something about the African culture there in Eugene. And I was like, why wouldn't you fight for the idea that this needs to be authentic? And he's like, I'm just here for the music. And I realized, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> you don't have, you don't care what the music really is, is being sold to. I'm just here for, I'm just here for that. I'm just having a good time. That's racist. Do you understand? Like that that is white supremacy. Well yeah, that's he white doesn't supremacy. that's yeah. white supremacy. Yeah. He does not have to be here for the struggle. He's just here to play the music. Uh-huh. You know, and matter of fact, I'm so good, they'll pick me. Are you you're so fucked up. I I mean in that in that moment I was like, Oh my god, I married a racist mother. How the fuck did I marry someone who is racist? Yeah. The thing is is that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. A, it's not apparent, it's not evident. But when it comes down to my issues, yeah, yeah. Why, is my, why am I so loud? Why do I have to get so passionate? Why does my hair have to... Why do you have to do all that? It's because I'm black, and this yeah. is what black people do. It's yeah. inconvenient for you now that you understand how black people work. Yeah. You don't care to take the time and patience to learn it because it's inconveniencing you. Yeah. Or it's not something that you normally do. Yeah. Dude. That is me. I, I brought him into our world thinking that he was down. Yeah. And then when it got to be a choice whether or not he was really actually here for it, he was not. Yeah. So that's, the, that's my experience when you're talking about meeting someone. And he's not the only white dude I have been with. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's yeah, the yeah. only white dude I fell that far in love yeah, with and yeah. decided to marry and do all that drama. But, I mean, I have several white boyfriends that, that we never got to the point of like, are you racist or are you not? Matter of fact, when I was your age, it didn't matter as much. Uh-huh. It actually wasn't something where I was like, tr- I had kids, 
I was, it was, and I was younger. You know, it was the 90s versus 2019 with a racist like fucking president. talked about, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But no, I thought my boyfriend, I'm trying to think of a several white boyfriends of mine that would have, would have been down. I have boyfriends who would have fought over someone looking crazy at me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Were they more woke? I don't know. I, I wasn't thinking about it in the same terms and, and, um... It didn't have the same weight. Mm-hmm. I guess my my concern is like, you know, when I was talking about doing this podcast, and I was like, oh, you know, the the massacres in New Zealand, and people were like, oh, these massacres. I'm air quoting it coming from. Well, no, because they're saying it's a United States problem. This is in New Zealand. This is a mass shooter, and I was watching. Um, yeah, I didn't mean to air quote massacres. <laughs> um, but what I was saying is that I was watching. Um, homie. Noah, Trevor Jimmy. Noah. Oh. No, Trevor Noah. I love him. Anyway, um, so he was he was uh, talking about how, like, this is not an American issue. This is a white supremacist issue. And it's like, the people are so fucking comfortable. White folks, white men, and there's an issue. And nobody's talking about, like, as if this is, you know, an ongoing, like, mm-hmm. serious problem. So it's like, when we talk about dating, at my age, I'm going, I don't know at 42, 45, 50, if I'm dating this age range, or like mm-hmm. 37 yeah, yeah, yeah. to 50, that I should be talking to you about the, the, the fence of morality that you are on. You know what I mean? Like you, yeah, yeah, yeah. That conversation I uh, described with you with my ex-husband is not something that I, sh- I feel he is intricately in his white supremacy. Yeah. He cannot be a supportive person to me yeah. as a black woman if he lives in his everyday life exercising white supremacy that means he'll never be able to see me in my own self no but does that mean that i couldn't i have to date someone who is completely not white Mm -hmm. i don't know i know that if i dated someone who was white at this point um i would know that there would be levels of of intimacy we wouldn't be able to get to i think i think just because you can't i don't know like what you're saying i don't know that past that struggle that he can actually see past his supremacy that's given to him it would need to be someone for me who's actively who is actively like i'm i gotta be out of this shit like i'm i gotta be doing something else i'm saying i gotta for me it's like i want because at my age like the people that i've met if they didn't go to oberlin especially like there are woke people that come to oberlin and then go to oberlin like learn a bunch of stuff they didn't know before about racism right. structural stuff and then they get all wild about it because they never knew about it their whole life right. all of a sudden. Right, right. but i'm like those kids had to go to a school like oberlin to learn these things mm. so i'm like imagine all these other people who like came out of high school went to like a regular state school and that just never like never crossed their path like it never they never got the literature they never got they never got the history they They never never got got the yeah that that's that's the only thing that's why i'm saying like i can't say i won't date somebody that's white because of racism and stuff at my age because i feel like i know people who have received that information who see a whole different world who feel way differently than they did before you know what i mean but wouldn't that equal wouldn't that equate to what i'm saying like in a way that what you're saying exactly like uh-huh. those people like you said had a unique opportunity yeah. to get a real experience uh-huh. and 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 let them question mm-hmm. their own their own stuff their yeah. own foundation and they accepted that because mm-hmm. they don't have to accept it they could yeah. be like this is all bullshit yeah, I fucked this. Whatever. I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah. But then they accepted it. And then those are people that you can relate to. Mm-hmm. Now, the percentage of those people, <laughs> I have no idea what it is, yeah. versus the people who go to state college, who don't go to college. Yeah. Who, who somehow, like, I remember having, I had a white friend who 
um, the, why we got along so well is because he'd actually lived in a place where he was the minority. Yeah. And he understood what it meant to be standing there for like half an hour and nobody speak to you while everyone else is being served. <laughs> like, like he, and they weren't mean to him. They yeah. just weren't going to serve him because yeah. we're like, they don't, they don't serve white who folks. Are, and yeah. They don't, yeah. yeah, they serve them. They serve white folks, but they were like, who are you? You know, yeah. the whole situation. And he finally, when he said something, they were like, oh, you want a seat? Like, oh, okay, come over and have a sit down. A sit down. But he had gone through that enough times in his life, and he had been um, in those situations where he had been the minority, so he could feel that, that, that feeling. So he kind of connected in that way. Yeah. But he accepted that. He didn't get angry. They were not violent yeah. to him. Um, and that type he of... He was like, oh, I get it. I get it. There was a feeling of like, oh, this, this is, is what, what the happens. fuck. This yeah. is what the fuck, right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but... Mm-hmm. But who? But like, you're not the average person, and that's not the average white dude, yeah. right? And so when I'm talking about dating, in this in this idea of this white supremacy, it's kind of like like you said, like asking the fish to describe the water. It's like, how do I know that the white dude that I'm trying to date understands the water he swims in? Listen, I I don't because, know. I'd rather because, know. listen. That fish, I think is, I that fish is gonna tell pretty early. That's the thing. You can tell once, like at least I think most of the time, you can tell when somebody's like don't really see the picture but they think they do are you saying i'm scarred from my past experiences <laughs> yes i think that's what it is you're like i'm you're not like, trying to hang out with a white dude for a couple years again and find out he's just straight racist again no right I, yeah for real though yeah. but i'm telling you, like what in that scenario or similar scenarios would have indicated that he that he it's, was see uh, another thing about the whole drumming thing the african thing because we were just talking about earlier about how i feel like like i i really I wouldn't say connect, but I like Polynesian culture. Oh, you're talking about the uh, appropriation of it. Yeah, but I feel creepy about it. That I, like, want to be, like, part of that culture. Like, I like the food. I like the dress. I like, like, the people. Like, I like the languages and all that stuff. But, like, for him as a white man to be able to, like, ooh, I like Africa. I like this. And then just go full on 100% and, like, claim it as his own. Right. That's the white person version of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the difference. Like, that supremacy that ownership like i know i don't own that culture i feel kind of comfortable i kind of like it yeah. but it's theirs like yeah and if anything were to happen with like like how you said like for the culture of the dance if it came down to something like that i'd go help out some polys if they like needed some funding to like save right. the polynesian you know yeah 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 absolutely like, i would care about it but it's just interesting that like as a white man he can own that's such a, oh, I'm the best drummer. I know everything about West African dance. Da, 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 da. You know, like that kind of thing? Yeah. And that no, for that, me is an alarm. That, like, well, that is the complicated alarm. part because he, that's what I gave him. Yeah. I actually, he didn't actually ever say those things. Yeah. It was the Africans, because, that, and that's a whole nother goddamn story of yeah, like no, the Africans paying true. white folks. Okay, that's, we'll talk about that some other fucking yeah, time. Yeah. It's complicated. Anyway, that's he, anti blackness too. Right? Straight up anti blackness. But, um, the flag that I didn't see, because I was super excited about that connection, mm-hmm. was that he actually didn't own any of it. It was very much... He did it. It was very much that he did it. The The part that convinced me was that he'd gone to Africa and it's stayed there for months and months, yeah. and months and months and months and went a couple different times and stayed there six months and eight months and, you know, was like all these trials and tribulations of being there and all the Africans... This is before I understood their anti-blackness. Was were so like you know oh he's put in the work, so I actually gave him 
that oh he's not racist he he did all he this work it. and sweat and blood to just like to learn the music suspicious of them but no my my a friend of mine always would call people um she'd call them negrophiliacs like it's like you just are attracted to the blackness you like like you said they love our culture it must that they loved us as much as they loved our culture then we wouldn't have a problem mm-hmm. but that is what she would describe as is John being a negrophiliac like he really wanted that part mm-hmm. you know that what we call uh, culture vultures mm-hmm. like you pick a piece of it and you get really good at it and you call it yourself mm-hmm. the appropriation of that you call it your own it's like you just pick the good parts of it and then you put that one as a badge he actually hated wearing African clothes when we perform because he's like I'm not African this is stupid like why do I have to wear the African clothes and I'd be like well dude you're drumming the fucking music like why wouldn't you wear the clothes so so there was two perspectives going on. He was like, it's not my shit. And I'm going, but you're drumming it like it is your shit. So get with it. <laughs> and he's like, I don't want to get with it. I'm just using it. And so we, even in those conversations, mm-hmm. I wasn't seeing that then. Because yeah. I was like, not, it was a different argument going on. We had a bunch of white women, which they still do, dancing the dances, changing the time so that they can fit in their choreography. And it just, it was never African. It was always a fusion of Ghanaian stuff. And that was the flag there too. So yeah, you're right. It's like, it gets, for me, I guess my naive, well, maybe my perspective, like what we were saying, how we were raised, where we were talking about where you've lived all your, the time that you've been here, 23 years, and where I lived, the time I've been here. We're like, well, we only have this many months here and that many months there. And it's like, well, shit, we've lived all over over the fucking place. And how do, who do we claim? Like, where, what culture do we really you know um yeah. uh feel like we can say yeah I'm this and I'm that right but the idea is that like I that's that's the thing I don't feel I don't have a whole lot of ownership to any of the cultures but because we're black like I was telling you the um diaspora gives us that allowance of like you can be african you can be black almost anywhere in the world and see where you fit in into that culture because yeah. we're all, we're in every culture yeah right we're well, in every you, culture so to be like the devil's advocate oh please you know <laughs> well what do you think about for like a white person who quote unquote wants to identify with some culture or something like but, but what do you mean no see it's not exactly. you can't it's not the same but people will try to say that it's the same but like that's what i'm saying like what? You can't talk about the oppressor and the oppressed and the oppressed in the yeah. same in the same value. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. Yeah, it's the power. Exactly. So black folks, no matter where in the world, we don't have power anywhere in this world. Mm-hmm. Even in Haiti, but where then, they took it over, people, they are starving people will to turn death. Turn around and say, yeah, but we're still people and we still need to be proud yeah, about that, something. But yeah, be try try fucking Iceland dancing. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I don't know where you're from. Where you're from? You got you're Scottish. Get some goddamn bagpipes. Like That's I don't true. get it. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But when you talk about black folks and you're like, where are you from? Like, I, let me guess. I could be from anywhere in this goddamn yeah. world. Anywhere in the world, there are black folks. There's African descent, the ancestry everywhere in this world. Yeah, yeah. White folks, not so much. Yeah. You, now they've been spread and conquered and col- mm-hmm. colonial. What am I trying to say? Colonized. Colonized the whole world. That's different. Now you can't talk about the same thing in racism and white supremacy without adding the power is hand in yeah. hand. Mm-hmm. So that argument means absolutely nothing to me. And all yeah. that person would do is get on my goddamn nerves <laughs> because yeah. they don't understand the structure of yeah. it. You know, period. See, and for me, that that understanding, that's the line for me. It's like, if I have the conversation with them and they can't see power structures and how power dynamics, like, if they can't understand structural racism and, like, see it, like, yeah. 
then that's the line for me. Right, like, that makes sense. But that's not somebody who's woke. Like, you don't have to be woke to, like, know what structural racism is. Like, see it out. Like, look at the prisons. But I, look at I the... believe you do. That, that's the mm, whole idea about white woke, supremacy. Oh, no, no, woke. they're not. They're not. They're not. Yeah, you're saying you'd only, they'd have to be woke, woke to go off them. I'm saying, like, if they're understanding it, but they just have not, literally just haven't confronted it. Like, they haven't had to confront it. That, I think, this is, a, it's a definitely, it. I think like, it's an age gap. Yeah. I do. Because I, 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 well, what I you just said about Oberlin makes years, sense. Yeah, because if I deal with somebody, like, five years later from now, and they still ain't ran into something, then I'd be like, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, right, right. Yeah. No, because no, what you said about Oberlin, the kids coming there and, like, feel, seeing life, like, holy shit. Like, yeah, I get it. I've really been in a bubble my whole life. I'm right. really rich. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I do. I understand that perspective. Mm-hmm. But I, I still, I would caution and flag that person, too, as well as you don't want to be that one black friend they have. Yeah. And yeah, that yeah. that makes them woke because now they've seen your life and now they're good. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, we're friends. I made friends with Anna, so I'm good. Like, you're not. That's not how that works. You oh, know what yeah. I'm saying? It means that you have seen a perspective, kind of. Uh, you know that Maybe saying? Maybe if they shared it with you. Yeah. Right. right. That, was, that was just going to say there's uh-huh. a saying that says, um, you know, if to, for white folks, if you haven't had a straight up argument, right, cry, right, tear right. about racism with your black friends, you don't have black friends. You yeah. just know some black people. Because that's what our life is about. We have to deal with that shit on a day to day. So if you haven't talked about it on a real, real level with your black friend, they're not your friend. Yeah. They just know you. You just know some black folks. You know what I'm saying? And that's real, real. I feel horrible about the massacre in New Zealand because, and I've been thinking about it because so many people were killed. This white dude walked into two different mosques and shot up 49 people and then 51 total people died eventually. They were kneeled down praying, right? Praying. Do you realize like there's not a space, not a, in New Zealand of all yeah. places, there is not a space to just be in your in, to just be in your moment like just be quiet with God you were kneeled over and slayed like yeah. that that level of vulnerability is mind-boggling to me and it's just like that that white shooter I don't even know if it was didn't matter what country that he was in he was not he wasn't killed at the spot when they found him you know what I'm saying like it was like don't get me started on that <laughs> you know he yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we can talk about the Charleston, uh, the um, the Charlottesville shooter, fucking feeding him on the way to jail. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? They they were going into places of prayer, watching people be, be solace and 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 in gratitude. Yeah. Giving their thanks and then murdering them, and we act like this is not a fucking epidemic of massive, like this, church shootings too. Th- that's what I'm saying. And, and elementary schools. Yeah. And el- these are chill elementary schools. These are kids. We send them. These are our most innocent and our most vulnerable. And they're at the hands of white men. And and we're talking about, I don't want to get into like the fear mongering of it all because it's, it, but it's very real. Like this is like the one place, you know how you like tag, like tag, okay, I'm in church. You can't mess with me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It, there's no space. Yeah. There's no space. That to me is frightening. Elementary school? You're talking about first graders? Yeah. The, what space do we have at this point? That, you're ta- the first graders were not safe. Yeah. From the crazy white dude. Yeah. What the fucking movie theater? Not safe. You know, so what the... What, what do we... 
Yeah, what, what and then every you, you know week. you can get a text and answer. They'll be safe in my house with my guns. Right, that's and what And then I'm the saying. kids take the guns to school and shoot each other. So. But I don't understand. And then yeah. New Zealand came up with gun reform in two days. Of course. In two days. I have this meme. I'm going to look at my phone. I don't know if it can do it while I'm recording the podcast. But it was like, um, it was something, uh, I thought it was funny, but at the same time, like straight up um, timely. And it was basically just kind of saying, you know, all the stuff that the New Zealand prime minister did, mm-hmm. like as soon as she found, um, as soon as all this stuff happened, oh, I don't, I guess I didn't record, uh, save it. Anyway, it was like listed this, all the, you know, the the gun reform and the, the, yeah, yeah. Po- the safety policy and all this kind of stuff. Oh, okay. It's been two days and they've already banned assault weapons in New Zealand, banned Nazis from coming to Australia and publicly shamed um, Islamophobic politicians. And then this person writes in there and says, wow, did they even try thoughts and prayers? Like, I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's like some real action shit. What is going on with our situation in our society right now that the first thing we think of is that his gun, the, the way that to have, his, to have his safety, his gun was priority. Like he's able to keep that. Let's not talk about the Second Amendment. That is not the problem, which might be true. But if we're not going to talk about mental health, and what and what happens to be going on, if I and I don't even want to say that the that that mental health is even a part of this because you cannot say every fucking white person who's grabbed a gun and went and killed massive people in their peaceful homes or children in their schools all have fucking mental health issues. If that's the truth, then we need to really start looking at the white men in our society and going, hey, we need to do a little check-in. Everyone comes to your doctor, let's do a little check-in. We've got some 12 questions to ask you. How you sleeping? What you smoking? How you eating? (laughs) The Second Amendment was not intended for individuals to own guns. And organized militias, they're allowed to have guns. Organized, quote, militias, quote, organized militias. Right. So whenever you were like, oh, the right Second Amendment, like, you can't take my gun, blah, blah. I'm like, where's your militia? Like, like <laughs> I want you to see your militia. Your where's your gang? Like, I want you to see your militia. <laughs> uh, please show your certificate. I don't get it. Well, just, maybe that's what we're missing. Maybe there is a gang. Maybe it's the white guy gang that we don't know about. Maybe there is a white supremacist idea that this is the gang. I mean, I don't know. Think about that. Because you're saying, they, everyone's quoting it like they keep reading it over and over again, and you're right. So what's the game? Maybe we are the ones that don't understand. Because when black folks have guns, we're not a part of that gang. Yeah. The Second Amendment does not keep us alive. No, so maybe there is a gang for oh, white... Your gun will get you killed. For, exactly. Yeah. So when they're talking about everyone should own a gun, they're not talking about us. Yeah. So that militia that you're talking about, maybe it's white supremacist. Yeah. Maybe we just didn't get that part. For like a split second, I like understood the appeal of owning a gun just to like feel safe. And then I was like, it just doesn't make sense. Like, I don't know. It just, it's just weird. Like the appeal of it is that if someone else were to come here, I could protect myself. But the reality of it is if someone were to engage you and you now have a gun, so everything is escalated. That's right. Like, someone's going to die in that situation versus, like, that person could have mugged you. Like, that person could have just stole your stuff. Like, now someone might die. Right. You might die. They might die. Like, right. police going to get called. Like, it's just, yeah. I was thinking that. And plus, like, even if I was, so say I was driving around and I had my little gun that's legal in my car. And a police officer stops me. 
I have to show him my my gun, my concealed gun that they they have the right to like see. Yeah. Now I'm like a black person in a car with a gun. You can say whatever you want. It's like, right. oh, she reached for the gun. I didn't know it was registered. I didn't know she was dead. Like, we have a list of people who have that same scenario. That's they don't even gotta reach for guns. Though. No. That's the thing. They can reach like they can reach for their wallet. It could even if they reach for a gun in their car that's registered to them like that. You don't actually have the right to kill anybody because they reach for a gun. Like, oh, they have the right. Oh, we won't they talk don't about. Have the right. <laughs> We won't talk about... We'll talk about police brutality in that scenario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A whole nother... Uh, you know, I got my own story for that. But, um, yeah, I, but we can't, we can't ride... To be like, oh, yeah, it's such a that. white idea. It's such a white idea. Yeah. It goes to white supremacy in such a way that this man could actually carry his guns and feel empowered by that. Mm-hmm. No fear. No worry. No... I mean, matter of fact, he felt stronger than God. He walked into a goddamn mosque two of them and slaughtered people you know what i mean and the same way as motherfuckers who went into any of the schools that we were talking about um you know and uh and i'm sorry if we're talking about this is a mental health crisis then we need to start talking about white men and their mental health crisis we need to start taking care of them somebody round them up like what are we doing like what what are we doing to address this crisis in the in the white male uh demographic you know, because if you want to talk about the opiate problem, we can round those folks up. You want to talk about the crack saying, epidemic, like, you can round okay, those folks like, up. So but we can't round these people up. I'm about to say, so when somebody on the corner doing heroin, you put them in jail forever for some stuff. But if you got a gun and you shoot somebody, no. Like, what? I don't understand. We need to start talking about what yeah. this is with white men. What's this frustration that's making them want to kill people? I really think, yeah. Can we start talking about like the what's actually happening in like in a way where I don't see twenty twenty I don't see a, I don't see a a twenty twenty episode on the epidemic of white men's crazy like we can talk about they'll they'll come up with all kinds of other shit for other people again white supremacy I just want I just want to quickly because this is what I really wanted to start off with I, white supremacy super simple you know what I'm saying having to take go to court to discuss your hair growing out your head. Whether it's professional or not, that's a sign of that is a bright societal signal of white supremacy that we live in and, and cope with every single day. Yeah. Like you said, owning a gun and knowing that you cannot you cannot actually own a gun as a black man or woman and not be suspect of being criminal. Period. Or using it for a robbery. Or, or white supremacy. Right, the fact that we have to have discussions of our children by before you even go to school in kindergarten about how to act, how to talk, how to to keep the black stuff down yeah. and bring the other stuff out, white supremacy, right? How in every day that we live our lives that we know that what we're supposed to do and say when um, a, so, someone of authority comes to us, white supremacy. It's it's the way that that the laws and the rules that surround us do not reflect us it is white supremacy yeah. you know what i mean mm-hmm. period that's true period and and i mean just like just sexualizing our bodies over sexualizing our bodies yeah thick women with tight dresses have have a Don't that's a what that's a white supremacist idea know. you know what i mean it's and we and we act and talk like it's normal it's white supremacy it's not fucking normal it's oppressive you know and that's the whole thing you have to talk about the oppressive rules and regulations that we live by every day as if it's normal and it's not it's white supremacy and that shit has an illness to it and we're living in it every day yeah anyway that is 
Oh, what the heck? See, you know, we, why do we, we do this? And look, it wasn't even supposed to be that long. And then, what is, I know, 39 minutes. We do it just that easily. Anyway, thanks for listening, y'all.